Okay. It is so good to have all of you guys here this morning. I am really excited for today, okay? Um, we have been talking, if you can look up there, okay? Anybody, can anybody read those words up there? Anybody? We've got some readers here. Who can read that? I can read it, okay? I can also read that one. See, look, it's the same thing on the screen, okay? It says exiles and aliens. Does anybody know, does anybody know what an alien is? Wait, wait, he, ra- he, he raised his hand, okay? Um, an alien is a human-like creature that lives in outer space. So an alien is a human-like creature that lives in outer space. So an alien, theoretically, would be any being that is, that, like, Earth is not its home, right? That lives in a di- on a different planet or in outer space or something like that? Like, oh, like, did anybody watch the movie Home? Yeah, yeah, my kids watched that like uh, a month ago or something like that. So that, that's what an alien is. An alien is somebody that this is not their home. If an alien was here on Earth, th- this would not be their home, right? Anybody know what an exile is? What's an exile? Matthew, right? Do you know what it is? No? Okay. Anybody back here know what an exile is? Okay, now remember I said no falling asleep back there just because we're talking to the kids. Okay, I can see ya. Okay? Anybody, what's an exile? What was that? Yeah, an exile is somebody that they lived in one country, okay, and they were forced to move out of that country and live in another country. They are living in a place that is not their home. So an alien and an exile, they're similar things, right? This is not their home. What is it? Oh, kind of like the house of the pra- uh, the little house on the prairie. They had to move away from where they were living. Yeah, that's kind of like what it is. So we have been talking with all your parents over the last month. We've been going through the book of First Peter, right? And we've been talking about what it means for us to be exiles and aliens. That this world is not our home because guess what? Heaven is coming, and that's what we're living for. The book that we have been looking at was written by a man named Peter. Anybody know who Peter is in the Bible? Yeah, okay, what are some things you remember about Peter? Anybody? What did Peter do? Wait, raise your hand, raise your hand. He went fishing. Anything else we know about Peter? He's a fisherman. Okay, what else? Anybody back here, what do we know about Peter? He's a disciple, okay. So we're going to learn a little bit about Peter, okay? But the first thing that we have, I want you guys to just scrunch in just a little bit more. Can you just scrunch in just a little, just a little bit more, okay? Just a little bit more. Are you ready? You ready? Ah! Oh, wait, maybe I got to maybe I got to get the older kids back there. Oh, no, no. No, no. Hey, 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 hey. Can I get you? No, can I What about you? Okay, so Jesus said, this is what he said. He said, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. That's what I thought I was doing. I thought I was going to, you know, you guys, you know, fisher of humans, right? So I was going to try to catch you. Did it work? No. Do you think that's what Jesus meant when he said, I'll make you a fisher? No. 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 Did, did, did it? Where's that other? Oh, can, what about this? Did, um, did, 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 did he mean like do something like this? Like maybe I got to be back here and I like got to catch Mr. Rick back there. Can I? No. What about you guys here? Can I catch, can I catch y'all? No? Oh, man. That's not what he meant? How? Because it doesn't have string. Well, what if it had string? Would it still work? Okay. A hook? Oh, what if I had a hook? Would that be better? No. Okay. 
Okay, well, okay. So, I have a question for you. How do we know, how do we know what Jesus would have meant? Journey. Telling people about him. Huh, okay, let's explore that a little bit. Can I borrow your Bible? I have mine, mine in my office today. <laughs> that would have been perfect. All right. Uh, well, I looked down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, throwing the bait. Yeah, that would have... Man, if that would smacked me in the face, that would have been even better. Okay, so when we want to understand what Jesus meant, it's a good idea for us to look in the Bible, right? So we're going to look at the book of Matthew, chapter 4, okay, and verse 18, okay? And as I read it, we've got some pictures up here. Can you guys see that, or is there too many things in your way? Is this in your way? Too many things in the way. Well, let's move this out of the way. The podium's in the way? I'm in, everything's in the way? Wow. Okay, well, if I, I can't, this thing's in your way? Whoever's microphone this is, it's right here, okay? Is that a little bit better? Can you see better now? I think it's going to be okay. Okay, so we're going to read this, this story, okay, about Jesus, Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, okay? So, now Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea because they were fishermen. Look at that. I think he did a much better job than I did, right? No? Okay, I, okay thanks, Easton. Bonus points for, for you. Okay? They were casting their nets in the sea because they were fishermen. Okay? Then Jesus said to them, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left what they, they left their nets right there, and they followed Jesus. Okay? Then, going a little bit further, Jesus sees... Did you learn about... Oh, yeah, us at home, we read about that a couple of days ago, didn't we? Yeah. So, uh, where are we at? Then they saw two other brothers, okay? And their names were James and John, and their dad's name was Zebedee. Is that a fun word to say? Zebedee. Okay, let's try it. I'm, I'm going to say it, and then we'll go one, two, three, and we'll say it. Okay, Zebedee. One, two, three. Zebedee. Did you guys say that too? You did? Okay, good. Good, okay. So James and John were there with their father, whose name was Zebedee, and they were repairing their net. See, there's a big hole in that net. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father, and they followed Jesus. So in this story, when we look at what does it mean for us to be a fisher of men, Journey, I think you're, I think you're on to something, okay? Because he said, look, you're going to not catch fish, you're going to catch people. Now, what do you think that, let's explore that a little bit, okay? There's two questions I have for this, okay? Here's my two questions, okay? The two questions that I have are, what does it mean to follow Jesus, right? Because he said, if you follow me, I'll make you a fisher of men. So if we want to follow Jesus, what does that look like? And then what does it mean for us to be a fisher of men? So here is the picture, okay, of what it means to follow Jesus. Now, not a picture on the screen, okay, but here's a picture. I want you all to stand up here, okay? Okay? So, Ransom, can you come behind me? And then Hadassah, you go behind your brother. And then let's all line up behind Ransom. Can we all do that? Can we do that? Yep, follow Ransom. 
okay, and then line up, and then we're just going to walk, okay? We're going to just walk a little bit. Actually, not that way. You've got to follow me, dude. But that way, we'll, we'll run into the... Oh, you've got to follow me, okay? Now, you keep walking straight, okay? You've got to follow me. Here's the picture, okay? If you wanted to be a disciple of somebody back in the day, the picture was you followed so close to them, the dust from their sandals got on you, okay? So if I got way up this way... That's not, that's not the picture of a disciple. The picture of a disciple is walking right along. So if I'm doing something, you can do it too. If I'm teaching something, you can learn about it too. Okay, you guys can go head on back to your, to your seats up in front. So to follow Jesus means that we walk in his steps. Now that doesn't mean that we have to go to the Holy Land, okay, and walk exactly the places that Jesus did. But a disciple wanted to be so close to their teacher that they would be able to teach the same things and live the same way. So Jesus is not just saying, hey, follow me today. He's saying, hey, I'm going to be the teacher. And when you follow me and you learn the things that I teach and you learn the way that I live, you'll be my disciples. And when you do that, you're not just going to catch fish. You're going to catch people. Not with a hook, right? And that's not what we do, right? Okay? And not with a net. But we catch people by, yes, like what Journey said, sharing the gospel with others. Now, it's really interesting. Jesus, he's talking to fishermen. So he used a story that they would understand. Because when they throw the, the net out, because that's how they used to fish back in the day, would they always catch fish? What do you think? No, they wouldn't. They would every time? No, they wouldn't every time. You want to sit up here for a little bit? Or you want to go down here? So they would throw the net out, and the net would go down under the water, and you couldn't really see exactly where it was, and you'd wait for kind of the tug of the fish, of the net filling up with fish. And when it did, you knew you could, you could gather it in. But we know from scriptures, sometimes they fished all night, and they didn't catch anything. And so God wants us to share the good news with others. And when we share the good news, we don't have to worry about, does somebody become saved or not? Like we cast the net of the good news of Jesus and we bring in what comes to us. And the fishermen, every day they had to cast the net, right? Even if they caught a lot of fish one day, the next day they still went fishing again. And God is calling us, just like he called his disciples, to live out the gospel and to share the good news of Jesus with the people that they come around. That's what it means to be a fisher of men. And so we want to try to think, how can we in our lives, how can you guys in your lives, by the things you say and how you live, be like casting a net of the good news that Jesus loves them and Jesus died for them? That's what it means to be a fisher of men. That's one of the things we learn from Peter. Do you know another thing that we learn from the apostle Peter? Let me get my notes so I remember what it is. Here's the next story that I want to talk about, about the apostle Peter. Peter, okay? See, this is Peter up there. Now, one day, Jesus was taking his disciples to a place called Caesarea Philippi. If you go to Matthew uh, chapter 16, you can follow along with us here. We're going to read from the scripture, and we're going to look at the screen again, okay? So, Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Not again! Now, when Jesus came to the district of Caesarea Philippi... Now, let me tell you something a little bit about this, Okay? Here's a map up there. Do you guys see the map up there? Do you see where it says Caesarea Philippi? Do you see it up there? Matthew, can you see it up there? How about, did, we, did that work or is that way too, that's not, that's not bright enough, okay? Do you see the white dot up there? That's Caesarea Philippi. Now here's a really interesting thing about that city. That city 
was not a very good city to be at. Okay, that city was a place that people worshipped a lot of idols, fake gods. They would worship them at the bottom of this hill in these different temples. All these different fake gods, these idols, people would worship them there. And there was a place at the bottom there that, that they called, they literally called it the Gate of Hades. Okay, or like the gate of hell. Now, it's not really where hell is, but there was a lot of evil things going on there. And Jesus took his disciples there. Why do you think he did that? What do you think? Okay, so maybe you taught them there so they could teach the people that were worshiping idols how to live. That's a good idea. That's a good thing. Let's read. Let's find out. Let's read. Okay, so. When he got there, Jesus said to them, this is what he said, listen, he said, who do people say that I am? When people talk about me, who do they think I am? And you know what they said? Here's one person. He says, you know what? Some say you're like John the Baptist, because John the Baptist had died. They're like, some people think you're John the Baptist who rose from the dead. You can't see it? Can you see it now? Am I in your way? Other people said maybe you're like one of the prophets from the Old Testament, like Jeremiah or Elijah. And then Jesus said this, and here's a question that he asked all of us. How about you? How about you? Who do you say that I am? And here's what Peter said. Peter, hey, can you, come on, sit down. This is what Peter said. Are you listening? Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Wait, wait a minute. What did he say to him? Barjona? Do you guys know what that means? No. No? Anybody have an idea back there? Why would he say, blessed are you, Simon Barjona? Anybody heard that word before? Saraya has. Let's listen to Saraya, okay? Oh, thank you for that. So, in the language that Jesus was speaking, Aramaic, if you said bar and then somebody's name, it meant son of, okay? So, ransom, bar Jason. That, you could be that name. That could be your name. Yeah. Or I learned today that Barta could be daughter. So, so Zoeli, Barta, Jason, you could, you could do that, okay? So he says, Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed. And here's why. Because this isn't something you just thought on your own. This is something that God revealed to you. And then he said this really interesting thing. He said, you are Peter, okay? Which means stone. He changed his name to Peter. He says, you are Peter, which means stone, and on this rock, I'm going to build the church. And the gates of Hades, or the gates of hell, will not overcome it. Now, what do you think that means? Uh, Yeah, I'm in your way if I do that. What do you think that means? I'm going to build my church on this rock. Yes? What do you think, Journey? I'm going to show you something. Ready? You guys see this? This is a rock, okay? It's not a big rock. It's a cool rock. It's a lightning rock, okay? That's just, that's the one that Ransom picked out this morning, okay? This is a rock, okay? This is kind of what the word Peter means that Jesus said, hey, Simon, I'm giving you a new name. It's Peter. And Peter, you're like this rock. You guys see this cool rock? It's got cool designs in it. Peter, you're like a rock. But then he uses a different word. You know what the word he uses is? What's that? That's a rock. That's a cliff. So he says, look, Peter, you're like this, you're like this rock. I'm going to make you strong. You're going to be a leader. And on this cliff, I'm going to build the church. 
and the gates of Hades won't overcome it. So here's what I learned about that from, from Peter's life right there, okay? One, we learned that we want to be a follower of Jesus. We learned that God wants us to be about fishing for people. The other thing that we learn is, is who Jesus is. And who Jesus is, is like the rock that everything is built on. The reality that Jesus is God's son. Do you guys know that? Jesus is God's son. Jesus is God. Jesus was born, that's what we celebrate on Christmas, but he's always existed. He's God. And when he died on the cross for our sins, he, he died. That's a pretty crazy thing for God to die, right? And he died in your place and in my place because of the sinful things that we've done. But when he rose from the dead, guess where the sin was? It was on him, but when he rose from the dead, guess where it was? It's gone. And so when Jesus rose from the dead, he said, look, this is what everything is based on. It's like this big rock we're going to build the church on. The reality that Jesus is God's son and that he died on the cross for our sins. So here's what, here's what I want us to look at real quick, okay? We're going to look at this. Okay, can anybody read that word up at the top? The, the church. Yeah, how about the other word? Can you guys read that other word there? No. Do you know why you can't read it? It's in another language. It's in Greek. That word is ekklesia. Do you know what that means? Let me tell you. It's two words. It means the assembly, but it's two words, and this is what it means. It means out of and to call. So real quick, this is what I want us to look at, okay? We're going to look at this. Here's what we learn about from Peter. Number one, God wants to, us to be followers of him, to be fishers of men. And then this is what Jesus said. He says, my church, when I build my church, everything that Satan wants to do against it will not prevail, will not overcome. Hey, can I see those sunglasses for just a bit? I'll give them back in just a little bit, okay? Whatever Satan wants to do against the church won't work. The church will overcome. Why is that? Because God is more powerful than Satan. And here's the thing that I want us to look at, at at the church. If you can read this, okay, you can see a little bit about what it is. But here's the thing that I want you to realize. Do you guys know that you guys are a part of the church? Y'all are a part of the church. Now, that doesn't mean that you're a part of this building. Because guess what, Matthew? We're in a church building, right? But the building is not the church. Do you know what the church is? Not God. Do you know what the church is? The building. That's a church building. Let me show you a picture. Can you see that picture up there? What's that picture of? What is it, Maddox? It's us. Because here's the thing. Okay, that's a bunch of stick figures in, a, in the shape of a body, the body of Christ. Because here's the thing I want, I want you guys to know, and I want you guys to know as well. The church is not the building. The church is the people. That word means that God's called out from the world, people of God. And here's the things that I really want you guys to know. Okay, so can you really listen? And you guys listen in too. When you guys are here and as part of the church, you're a part of a family. A family that loves you. A family that cares for you. A family together for God. And sometimes we can think that when we come to church, we're going to, 
We're going to listen to Bible stories. We're going to sing some worship songs. But I want you to know this. We do those things, and that's awesome. But I want you to know that you guys are like one of those little bodies in that big body. You have a part to play. All of y'all out here as part of Skiff Lake Bible Church, you're one of those little bodies in the body that is Skiff. And that body that is Skiff, we could zoom out and have a picture of a bunch of other bodies filled with little bodies of the entire church. Because here's the thing that I want you guys to know. God has something for you guys to do. God has made you in a way that there's things you guys like to do. He's given you gifts and abilities. He's given y'all gifts and abilities as well. And here's what he wants you, to, wants you to know. You're never too young and you're never too old to be a part of the body of Christ. You're never too young and you're never too old. So here's how we're going to wrap things up a little bit today. I said it was going to be a little bit shorter today. Oh, let's stand up and let's stretch real quick. Come on, let's stand up and let's stretch. Come on, come on, stand up, stand up, stand up. Come, you got to stand up and stretch, okay? Come on. Come on, dude. Come on. I'll help you up. Ready? Ready? You just stretched. I'll help you. Ready? One, two, three. Jump up. All right, let's do this. Ready? Let's see how. Let's reach up real high. Do you want your parents to do this too? If you want to, you can say, you can say hey, parents, you know, stretch up real high, real high. Put your arms out really wide, really wide, really wide. Can you touch the back of your knees, back of your knees, back of your knees? Can you touch the front of your knees? Can you touch your other knee? Can you touch your other knee this way? Can you touch your nose? Can you touch your other nose? I mean with the other hand? <laughs> okay, you guys can have a seat. You can have a seat. Here's what I want everybody... Yeah, you can sit down now. Here's what I want everybody to know, okay? As God's people, we're part of the church. Not just Skiff Lake Bible Church, okay? Skiff Lake Bible Church is part of the church. But God has called us out from the world. He's called us to be different, to be an alien, to be an exile. He's not just called us out of the world. He's called us to be a people together. God's called out people, called out from the world, on mission together. And what is that mission? Do you guys know what the mission is? Do you all know what the mission is? What's part of the mission? Make disciples. Yeah, what other? Spread the gospel. Here's, here's the last story that we'll get today, okay? We've got one more story we're going to look at. What is the mission that we have? One more picture story, okay? Here's Jesus. Jesus has risen from the dead. He's, well, let's see. Is it here? Uh, can we go back? Cause I, I, oh, uh. Hey, Tim, I may need your help up here. We'll see. I'll figure it out, maybe. Okay, let's just, we're going to get technology to work. Okay, if we can go back to, oh, maybe it's here. Let's see if this works. Did that work? No. All right, can we go back to the picture of Jesus that is on slide? That one there. 
Oh, I don't, I don't know what's happening. Um, 43. There we go. Perfect. This is Jesus. He's risen from the dead. He's, he's not yet ascended to heaven. And guess what happened? If we look at the next picture, somebody asked him this. And we don't know if it was Peter or not. They said, Jesus, are you going to set up your kingdom? Like, are you going to kick out the Romans and you're going to sit on your throne and we'll be all your cool people next to you? Is it time for that? And you know what Jesus said in the next one? He said, whoa, 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 time out. Time out. He says, look, it's not for you to know the days and the times. One day I'm going to set up my kingdom, but it does, it's not for you to know what is the day or what is the time. But here's what I want you to do. You are going to be my witnesses. You're going to be my missionary. You're going to tell the world what you've seen, what you've heard, and what you've experienced, okay? And then he went and ascended up into heaven. You're not listening anymore? Well, that's okay. I'm almost done, buddy. He ascended up into heaven. And guess what happened next? They're looking up there and they're wondering... Is it time for the kingdom yet? And here's what happened. Two angels came down and they said, Hey, 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 why are you looking up at the sky? Jesus is going to come back someday. You go and be his witnesses. So what does this mean for us? A couple things, okay? Can we skip all the way to the end of the so what's at the end? No, that's not Jesus anymore. I want all of us to be thinking, where are good fishing opportunities? Not fishing like fishing for fish, but where can we share what we know about Jesus with others? Number two is, how can we intentionally be a church that's loving, growing, and going? How can we step out in faith to be more loving, more growing, and more going? And finally... How can we step out in the different gifts that God has given us to serve and worship Him? All right. You guys did a, you guys did a good job up here, okay? You guys can go ahead and head back to your parents, and we'll wrap things up. We'll have some more fellowship time today. Here, Dassie, you want to come here? Oh, you can go sit down, buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here you go. Come here, come here. All right, let's say a prayer, and then we'll... We'll have our worship band come on up and, and close out the service today. You want to go to Mama? Lord, I, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for who you are and what you've done. Lord, I, I thank you that you've called us to be fishers of men. Lord, I pray that you'll show us the opportunities that we can take to, to spread your word and spread your gospel. Lord, I thank you that you have established your church, which is your people. And Lord, I, I pray that you will show us how we can more and more be the people of God that you've called us to be here in this place, in this time. Lord, I thank you for the kids that are here today. Lord, I thank you for the ways that you're growing them and shaping them. I pray a blessing over them and their families. Lord, I thank you for all those that are here today. God, we give you ourselves and we give you our hearts and we ask that you will continue to form us to be like you. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.